Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. And I am here again today with my co-host, Laurel Boyvin. Thank you, Laurel, for being with me. As always, I'm so glad to dig into our conversation today. I am really looking forward to it today, Laurel. We, um, we have so much to cover and talk about and share with our listeners Absolutely. And so our topic today, listeners, is we're going to call we're going to we're going to have it's going to be a two title um, topic today. And so it is nudges from the universe and listen to the wake up call. And the reason that it's a two title topic today is because Laurel, my co-host over here, has been using the term nudges from the universe, and I've been using the term listen to the wake up call. And as we've started to discuss this a little bit, we realize they're a little bit interchangeable, but maybe feel a little bit different depending on how you experiencing it yourself. So uh, yeah, Laurel, I'm excited to really dig into this topic today, because isn't this one of the ways that we feel like we get into flow if we can begin this listening and following the nudges, right? Yes, it is incredible. Once that you start paying attention and, um, and for me, when I think about, you know, nudges can be really soft and gentle. Sometimes they can be playful, um, but it is incredible when you start to notice the nudges. Yeah. And and the, all the opportunity they bring. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see. Um, let's start today maybe with, you describe nudges from the universe a little bit, and then I'll describe, listen to the wake up call a little bit, and then we'll go into our own, a little bit of our stories and invite listeners to start thinking about maybe their own, you know, nudges and, and wake up calls, right? Sure. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure when I started to, when I started to call events in my life nudges from the universe, but there's been many and I'll tell about a few, but when I realized that all of these experiences that I now call nudges from the universe or categorize that way, moved me forward in some direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are times when in life, when, you know, maybe I don't want to move forward because I'm fearful or I'm unsure, uncertain of what the future might look like. And so the nudges just move me forward in a direction that I believe I was meant to go. But I needed a little bit of guidance. And um, yeah, I needed some nudging yeah. to take that step. So um that's how I how I think about the phrase, um, and the things 
I mean, do you want me to share a few of the things that have happened that I call nudges yet or not yet? Yeah, yeah let's, I, I want to just, um, I want to just share this image that came up so strongly for me when you were describing that was, you know, that reluctance sometimes to go forward or to claim our space, the, the space that we might want. And I had this beautiful image of a nudge from the universe is almost like, the gentle, loving mother who puts her hand on the back of the child who wants to go and step out and play or go and try that little thing that looks a little scary. And the mother's there to say, go, go ahead. You can do it. I'm going to be right here and I'll hold you. You know, I'll be here waiting for you when you get back. Right. Oh, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hadn't thought of it as that gentle and kind and loving, but, but, they, some of the nudges are. Yeah. Fact, I don't know a nudge that I have experienced or, or an event that I've experienced that I call a nudge um, that wasn't in my best interest, but I couldn't see that yeah. at the time. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And so let me, I'll go in to listen to the wake up call and then yeah. I'll talk about your nudges just so as our listeners begin to hear us talk about our own stories, they can also see where there's kind of this overlap, you know, mm. and, and, and a sense of how we're being awakened, right, to our best life or our highest potential. So listen to the wake up call for me came from um, me identifying what I call the inner power wheel, which is eight practices that will help you really work with your inner life in a way that is with ease and grace and compassion. And also with these eight practices, allow you to start to break down the conditioning that we've often experienced in life to follow the beaten path or do what we think we're supposed to do or um, believe in things we don't necessarily believe in because our parents believed in them or we were told that was the right thing to believe. And they start to challenge, you know, these practices challenge those spaces of our life so that we can come into greater alignment with our more authentic essential self. And we're going to, we're going to have a whole podcast on that topic coming up in a couple podcast episodes. So stay tuned folks. Yeah. So listen to the wake up call for me was as I started writing about my work and my, um, clients experiences, what I realized was I was teaching these eight practices again and again and again to my clients. And that was really kind of the essence of how I was working as a coach. And so when I identified this inner power wheel, the first practice was listen to the wake up call is listen to the wake up call because something inside us usually when we have inner work to do is uncomfortable it's um, feeling out of order. It's feeling unease, dis-ease. If sometimes it shows up literally as disease in the body, that's really the final stage usually of this kind of out of order experience of life. And so, um, you know, listening to the wake up call is our ability to be really courageous and look at, you know, the discomfort that's coming from inside or the calls from within to, um, wake up and look around at your life and say, what's going on here? And what am I, what am I doing right now? You know? Mm 
Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of it's it feels like oftentimes a more internal call than an external call. But listening to the wake up call can also the wake up call can come from outside us as well. So I love that we have this way of being able to explore this topic in a in a multidimensional way. Yeah, and and it's interesting to hear you talked about the wake up call and. Um, you know, I, I have an event in my life that I believe was a wake up call that most people would call that. And I still call it a nudge. It might've been the biggest nudge I had yeah. ever. Um, but it's, you know, there's so much overlap in that. And I love the distinction of internal and external, um, because I think those messages that we receive, you know, really do come from different places. You know, we receive, I, I view it as the internal messages that my intuition that I'm, I'm hearing from inside me and then the messengers on the external that are delivering the message to me. Um, and it's really interesting. Yeah. To, they're both equally hard to listen to, I think sometimes. Sometimes they are. Sometimes yeah. they are. So Laura, would you share, let's share if you, if you're okay with this, let's, let's share that, that big one that you said that you think is as sure. a listen to the wake up call. And then also maybe one that's a nudge from the universe and I can do the same and we can kind I'd of love that. I, I want to know more about you as we're getting to know each other uh, with, uh, with our, our listeners listening. Um, so the biggest one, so I had been in my corporate career for years and it was a career that I built. Um, and I may have mentioned this before, but I left my first marriage without any financial support. So I, I jumped in immediately to a big career. Um, and my goal was big titles and big salaries and all of that masculine energy that I, I took on in order to, to compete and thrive in that world. And, um, and so my, my first, I'll say the small nudge that led up to the big one was my youngest daughter graduated from college. And I was really a little bit without purpose because I didn't have my children that needed that financial support. So I started a little bit of questioning of, is this how I'm supposed to be spending my life? Is this the highest and best use of my time and talent? Am I using my gifts? I started to question all those things. Um, so uh, that was a small nudge. and But I ignored it because I had been, you know, all the programming and learning I had over a lifetime to have this career. And, um, and of course, I was a of a generation that my mother didn't have a career. So I wanted something that I could have all of my own so badly. And so I ignored the questioning and, um, and that then I was, it was four years ago, almost to the day. Um, I was diagnosed with a tumor and um, it was, I thought it was a kidney stone that had some pain and went into the emergency room and we left hours later with the doctor saying, I'm sorry. And I left with a whole sequence of appointments with an oncologist or um, more imaging and a urologist. They thought it was kidney cancer. And that ended up, um, that was my mother's story at the very same age, she was diagnosed with a tumor and she died six months later. Um, and so it was heavy and my husband and I came home and I'll never forget this. Um, and I, my, you know, I was crying, as, crying in his armpit. We were sitting on the couch and I was saying the words, my mother was diagnosed with a tumor at 55 and my husband, an engineer and a man of little words said, I know. And I said, she died six months later at 56. I know. I said, I'm 55. 
I know. In six months, I'll be 56. I know. And then I had this, I was overcome with this warmth and this feeling inside, this knowingness. And I looked at him and said, that's not my story. Um, and I just had this knowingness. It was a hugely powerful feeling in my body. Um, and then we went through the next six and eight weeks and it went from kidney cancer to a sarcoma. Um, and then the pathology came back. I think we were now in seven weeks. The pathology came back. It was a uterine fibroid outside of the uterus. Wow. Wow. It was not to, it was a tumor. It was benign. Um, and so I did have to have surgery and my surgeon, this is just such a gift. I had the blessing of having a sarcoma specialist at Dana-Farber in Boston, world renowned sarcoma specialist who was bored to death with me after he found out it was a uterine fibroid. Um, but I had surgery to have it removed um, because it was pressing on my kidney. And, um, and, and after the surgery and, and a medical leave of absence, I ended up really reevaluating my career. And, and during that time of being diagnosed, all of the questions of how I was living my life and what I was supposed to be doing were bigger and stronger. And the gift in all of that and why I call it a nudge from the universe. And it's so symbolic to me because a uterine fibroid is just a ball of feminine energy. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Created by all the feminine hormones. That's right. And, and so now I can say, I took all of that feminine en energy and balled it up and tucked it somewhere that I didn't need it. Yeah. Uh, to save it for later. And then when it was removed, I could just own my own feminine energy. Wow. Um, so that, you know, I mean, I'm so blessed that it, it turned out to be what it was, mm. you know, the seven weeks of not knowing what it was or eight weeks, it changed my husband's life. It changed my life. Um, and I just feel like, you know, it happened for me. It was a nudge from the universe to remind me that I needed to own my own power and to, and to live life differently from that time. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that big one. That was a big. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really big. And I love how, you know, when I, you know, think of it as listen to the wake up call. It's like, you're, you were able to identify what the call was. The call was own your feminine energy, right? It's time to step in and you do need it now. And so you, it, you must, you know, you must embody that at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it was such an honor to be able to, I have two daughters and it was such an honor to step into that, you know, in honor of my mother, who didn't live beyond 56 and my daughters, you know, who are at a stage that I was at years ago. And so now they can see me. I, you know, I role modeled of a, a powerful competitive corporate career woman for years with them. Yeah. And now I can model something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really wonderful. Beautiful. So beautiful. That was a wake up call. That was a wake up call. That was a wake up call. 
Wow. Yeah. And wake up calls come like big and small and this and that they come in all different ways. And I, you know, I think that, um, you know, as we really talk about this topic, as we listen, you know, as for our listeners, I think it's really important. And I, and I love Laurel, when you shared your story, this, you demonstrated this so beautifully, there was no like, self-blame, like I did something wrong. And so I created this tumor. Oftentimes we get really hung up in this world that we live in, you know, where we start looking at physical health and our problems and they're self-created, or, you know, if we hadn't chosen that path, we wouldn't have gotten sick. And, and it's really, we can get, we can add on more work and more negative and, and heavy energy when we start going down that path. Mm. The goal of listening to the wake up call and like letting these messengers, you know, and nudges from the universe come to us is just to not add that on instead, just to allow, you know, the perfect timing, except that it's just perfect timing. It's right for us. And our experience is just what it is. And what can we learn from it? And what are we waking up to because of it? Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And it reminds me of, you know, the, the, this and that, Mm -hmm. rather than the either or, right. So oftentimes, when we blame ourselves, we're thinking, you know, it was this, but it should have been that or had I done something else. And I like to think of it in the, in what I call whole beingness, Mm -hmm. that the whole of my experiences and all of my choices, create me and my entirety and my whole beingness and you know how I lived for many years is just part of who I still am and it shaped me today Mm. you know so um and I think that way about the tumor it was part of me um and it was there for a reason yeah yeah beautiful I learned from it Right, right. And that's really the goal. I mean, the goal of this beautiful work is, you know, we said this in the first episode, and we'll come back to this again, again, is, is this idea of the beautiful work ultimately is, you know, embracing the messiness of life, the difficulties, the challenges, and turning it into our pearls of wisdom, our, our, our under a deeper understanding of life that that really is beautiful when we, when we incorporate this way of experiencing the difficulties, right? Yeah. 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 Who would we be without a challenge or two? Oh, I know. Yeah. So it's funny. I, I, the first thing that I was thinking of when I was thinking about my wake up call was, and I'm not going to repeat this, but I talked about it in telling our stories, the podcast we did earlier, um, was that moment of looking in the mirror and realizing I thought I was repeating my mother's pattern, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was a real, it was a real wake up call. And I might've missed that if I hadn't been quiet in that moment and really in touch with myself and feeling like something wasn't right and stood still for a minute and, and like listened inwardly, I could have missed that. And if I had missed it, it might've gone on to get more intense. You know, it might've become that tumor in my throat or whatever. My wake up calls, you know, so for me, a lot of my work in my lifetime has been to develop my fifth chakra, which is throat center, which is the, the passage, you know, of, of bringing forth, you know, uh, the, the information from our being right. And bringing down information from up above and doing the synthesis of work. And one of my most difficult things as a child was to speak up and speak out, 
and it carried into my adult life in ways that really wasn't good. And my wake up call, I think one of my wake up calls for this to really pay attention to it was I had physical, I had canker sores in my mouth that were so uncomfortable. And if anybody knows what that is, it's, I think it's a, like a herpes one or two simplex or whatever it is. And it's oftentimes, uh, you know, you can pass it on at birth. It's, it's a very calm. It's a very, very common, like cold sores, a common condition that people have in our culture. And yet for me, it was, I think the worst time was when I had one in practically every area of my mouth. And I was trying to read a book to my little two, three-year-old Erica sitting on my lap. And I remember I read probably two pages and I couldn't keep reading because it hurt so badly to move my mouth at all, mm. just to speak. And for me, that was a wake up call. Like I was like, what is going on with this? That it's so persistent and so uncomfortable. And I started asking dentists and my primary care physician and any medical person that I meet, what is it? What is it? And the only answer that they would give me, the only Western answer that there was, was um, it's stress related. Well, I didn't feel like I lived a stressful life. And of course I was internalizing all my stress. So that's why I wasn't living a stressful life and it was coming out that way. But at the time I thought, well, that's not a good answer for me because I don't see where the stress is. Okay. And lo and behold, you know, a messenger was sent to me in my, in my life. I had a student in one of my classes who turned out to become my acupuncturist and my therapist. But first he was my student in a, in an aerobics class. And I knew he was an acupuncturist. And I said, you know, do you know anything about canker sores? Can, is there anything that you know about that could be done for those? And he said, oh, that that's a fire in the liver condition. And I looked at him and I thought, without hesitation. I mean, there was no hesitation in what he said to me. He said, fire in the liver condition. And I thought, he knows exactly what it is. And that's an answer. That's not a stress. That's fire and liver. And I need to know what that means. I have no idea what he's talking about, but I need to know. <laughs> and that really woke me up. You know, that was a beautiful wake up call because for me, that was the invitation to learning about energy medicine, learning about, uh, Chinese medicine, finding out about alternative therapies, and that there was a whole world of Eastern medicine that was complementary to this Western medical model that we had, and had all kinds of answers that Western medicine didn't have. Mm. And so, and I just dove right in. I mean, that's when I started learning about Tai Chi and learning about Chinese medicine and becoming a Tai Chi instructor and then doing meditation. And there was just so much that came into my life from that experience. Mm. So I always think of those canker sores, you know, as little wake up calls. And whenever I get one now and then I know something's out of balance in my body. You know, if I'm in balance and things are going well and I'm eating properly and taking good care of myself, you know, they, they don't appear. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? And what I love is your curiosity when I don't know what that means, but I need to know more, right? That is just incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's so true that you know, our body can tell us so much, so. Of, you know, and, and um, just listening to that. Mm -hmm. And I too focus a lot on that fifth chakra, um, which I am learning now is not just my voice, but, but my listening. It is, you know, I, the communication chakra. Yeah. Um, and when I think about that, 
for me, I'm very visual. I think about um, honoring what the inputs that come in through that chakra mm-hmm. and honoring what comes out of, you know, the, the movement of energy in and out of that chakra and how we can take care of that. Um, and we can learn to use it to our, to our benefit. Such a powerful chakra. So powerful. I just love what you said too, about the ears being a part of it and noticing what's coming in as well as what's coming out. That is really powerful for me as well. So thank you, Laurel, for that little tidbit today. I love that. So a nudge from the universe, a nudge from the universe. Do you want to give us another example? Sure. This is is one of my favorites because this is, you know, when you were talking about the, the mother with the hand gently on the back of the child. So, um, my mother was a very intuitive woman, but when I was younger, I didn't notice she was my mother, right? Um, she saw me speak at a pep rally at the high school with a microphone in my hand. I was the MC on the gym floor with 400 people watching. And that night she said, you need to go into communications. And I said, I'm not going into communications. I have a lisp. <laughs> and she said, Barbara Walters made it. Um, And so I ignored her. I was going to be a lawyer. I was not going to be going to communications. Um, And so fast forward, you know, uh, 10 years, my first job, I was a paralegal working for an environmental compliance regulatory agency. And the director came to me one day and said, have you ever been a hearing officer at a public hearing. And I said, no, I haven't. And I can't do that. And he said, you better figure out how, because you're going to be the hearing officer next week. It was at a a pulp paper mill, awful place in a town that did not like that mill. Um, And there I was again on stage in front of a crowd of 400 people. Wow. Um, And then my career continued. Um, I, my mom died, as I had mentioned, and my dad aged and lived with me and his, his end of life came. And, um, two months after my dad died and I had been his primary caretaker for 10 years or so. Um, two months after he died, I was in a corporate setting and I was called by the corporate communications manager who offered me a two-year assignment as a communications manager for a big project that had a lot of environmental pieces to it. And I was so excited because I was a little bit burnt out, wanted to move away from the work I had been doing. And um, when I left work that day, I was so excited about this opportunity. And I did say to her, I have no experience. I don't have a degree in communications. I have no experience. And she said, you're the person that we want to do this. I left work that day and there was a female cardinal, kid you not, right next to my car. Yeah. And of course I interpret cardinals as being, you know, symbolic of loved ones. And I just looked at the sky and thought, thank you, mom. And my image was, I had done all the work and taking her place and being a caretaker after she passed. Mm-hmm. And I had cared for my father well until he passed. and. I have this vision of him meeting her somewhere in the universe and her saying, now Laurel can be in communications. Like I told her she should have, Mm 
30 years ago. <laughs> so I just am like, I believe she made that happen wow. because I, I ignored mm. maybe that that being in communications might've been a way for me to serve and more serve the world more closely tied to my purpose. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I ignored her and then it came to me and I, that job led me through another job in community relations and then into coaching. And, and as a coach, I, I listen. Yeah. I have energy flowing through that chakra. Yeah. And I really believe that, you know, that was a nudge from the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so interesting to look back in uh, retrospect, you know, at our lives uh, after we've passed through these experiences and say, Oh, that was a nudge from the universe. Like, that was a message, but I might not have heard it that way, or I wasn't ready. You know, we talked about this too in earlier episodes, this idea of sometimes the lesson comes back or the nudge comes back because we're not quite ready to step forth or we're not quite ready to like really embody the whole totality of the lesson. You know what I mean? So like if you're serving as a coach, the communication is very intimate it's very deep right and so these steps along the way really were were a pathway of probably preparing you to do the deeper and the deeper and the bigger and the bigger work right yeah and i also think sometimes we know from a very young age what our gifts are yeah, yeah. um and we for at least for me in my experience i chose to ignore my gifts because i did not think they were respected or or valued the way that some other talents or skills were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's really, I think that so important, you know, again, stepping into your power and, and listening to your inner voice and doing this work in order to find the appropriate balance of self knowingness and self respect for your gifts and honoring your gifts. Absolutely. One of the exercises in the Live Your Inner Power journal is to go back into what did you like to pretend to be or play when you were a child? Because those are definite clues to your higher calling, I think. You know, I know for me, I always played teacher. And, um, you know, when it came time to develop a career, I, I looked at teaching and thought, well, I can't make the money I need to make as a teacher. And so I can't, I'm not going that route. And, and it was very money driven, my choices along the way. And, and yet when I go, if I were going to go back and do it again, it's kind of, it's kind of silly because now I am a teacher. I mean, that is <laughs> what I do. You're, and when you're coaching, you do a lot of teaching and in this podcast and in my online courses and in the book, it's about, it's so much about teaching. Right. And so ultimately, you know, the heart of me probably is a teacher but it, it's being expressed in a new and a different kind of way. And I think that's part of what we want to acknowledge to our listeners. And we want to in, invite our listeners into the experience of, you know, when you're listening and you're following these nudges or listening to the wake up call, it's not as if there's an exact pointer or an exact message that's being delivered to you. It's really just following that impulse or following that nudge and, and beginning to see what evolves from that mm. and yourself grow into whatever the experience is or learn and embody the experience more fully so that you can, can find out what is there for you. Right. 
Yeah, it it is such an invitation, mm. you know, to step into curiosity. I mean, just when I think about the open heartedness and curiosity that either a wake up call or a nudge can move you into that state of being, it's just so incredible. Yeah, Laurel, I want to, before we wrap up today, I want to um, talk a little bit about helping our listeners know, like, when is it a wake up call? And when is it just noise out there in the universe? When is it a nudge from the universe? And when is it, just, when is it for us? Or when is it just not, you know, just stuff going on out there? Like, how do you discern that? So how do you discern that, Laurel? How do you experience well, so one of one of um, kind of the characteristics or the things I look for is, you know, ha has this shown up before? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Is, is there, you know, it's almost a thread. Is there a thread that has woven through my life that carries the same theme or message? Right? It's that questioning. Um, and then, you know, it, it also may be the wake-up call sometimes feels like it's gotten too big to ignore. Yeah, right. Right, it is it's a little bit, there seems to be a little more urgency in it. Yeah. Where a nudge, again, I think that it's... Um, maybe the nudge instills more curiosity in me. Right. So, so maybe that's how I feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then how do I dismiss things that, you know, could be perceived as a wake up call or a nudge? Um, you know, maybe by asking, what if I do choose to ignore this? What might that look like? How does that feel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, for me, when I, the discernment maybe is, trusting my intuition, right? And, and learning to tap into your intuition takes a little bit of quiet time, which is not always easy. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I think that for all our listeners, you know, how you experience your intuition is very unique to you. Mm. And so no one can tell you how your your intuition or the sense of being in touch with your intuition is exactly going to be for you you have to discover that sensation for yourself and i know i'm a really kinesthetic person i've learned that over time i'm a feeling person so i knew what my nudges were or what my wake-up calls were because it literally comes as a kind of vibration in my body. It's it's pinging me in a way where I I cannot ignore it. It's like this is for you, you know. Like it's if there was an if there was an audio message with it, it would come as this is yours, Laurel, right? And for some people who are really auditory, that might be theirs. It might come as as words or a message in that way. For people that are more visual, it might come as. Uh, a sign, you know, like a, a, a whole little movie or, or, or a rainbow or, you know, it could come as a more visual experience. And then for, for many of us, it's a combination of these things and it, yeah. or, or it's, or it's a, you know, like I used to call when I would be sitting in meditation and I would suddenly know something really important for me or my client. It was, it was like, it was in my body, in every cell of my being, and I could feel it. And there was no doubt in my mind that this was a wow. dream. 
And so I think for each of us, we have to discover our own way of knowing what is, how do you know things? How do you know this is for you? How do you, and, and to, to follow them because worst case, if it's not for you, it, it feels very dead ended. It feels like move on. You know, I mean, I followed things that felt like, no, mm -mm, this is not really going to go anywhere. Or suddenly it's just not feeling like it's right for me. Yeah. And so I need to train, change direction. And it's okay to do that too. Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear how you can feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a very external, I, I hear it in words, I hear some, you know, some other voice telling me what I already know, um, or something I need to know. And then I also, you know, I find it in external events, right? And the, and the pattern's not the right word, but um, external events that have that theme. And so I, I believe that the universe or whatever higher power we you and even our listeners believe in the higher power knows the avenue to bring it to us so i believe that my universal guiding power knows that i am not well connected with my body um after my, I'll say my corporate career and long before that, my learning, right? And, um, and so the avenue of the messages, messages I needed to receive came in different forms. You know, I've spent the last five years really learning embodied self-awareness and really trying to, to practice my intuition, you know, to develop it and so I am feeling more in my body now than I had before so I I think you know for our lesson listeners there's so many different ways yeah to to listen to the nudges or the wake-up call and there's so many ways to approach them and appreciate them and grow from them yeah so let's leave our listeners with question or invitation today again i love when we do this i think it's it's the idea of this you know we we want our listeners to feel like you're here with us in this experience and and we want to know your stories we want you to explore your own stories so yeah what what invitation or question would you like to leave our listeners with today Laurel? perhaps um Maybe just a question about taking an inventory and um, just giving some thought to, you know, has there been a thread that's been woven through your lifetime that maybe you weren't paying attention to? And if so, what opportunity may it be inviting you to get curious about? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And for me, I would say um, I'm going to give a couple, uh, couple of pointers. One is for everybody listening, you know, um, do you feel like you're more emotional, more mental, more physical, or more energetic, spiritual? Where is the place where you feel like you're most in touch with yourself? 
and or or that part of your life and and how might your messages be coming through that avenue and then uh the other one is that auditory kinesthetic visual component right are which one of those are you and how might your wake-up calls or your nudges be showing up through that way of your being because i think this is all about really self-discovery and self-understanding and really knowing what your how your body is operating and speaking to you and your beingness you know what the strengths and and the and the um and the predominant functions are so just more exploration you know like you're inviting let's let's do more exploration yeah i love that and uh, you know being your own self-discovery guide is such a rewarding rewarding activity it is yeah yeah Thank you so much, Laurel, for all that you shared today. I feel like this was a really rich topic and also one that I want to do another part to um, mm. at some point because I feel like there were quite a few things that came up for me along the way that I knew that we could have gone farther with, but um, we'll save that for another time. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. It, it was so nice to hear about your wake up calls and the things that you've experienced. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. I can't wait. Okay, bye for now, listeners. Thank bye you bye. for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.